Hey, it's Candia Raquel, founder of Centro de Poder. Welcome to the Essential Sessions podcast, the place to know your fire so you can share your flame. If you haven't subscribed yet, go to centrodepoder.com and enter your email to get the Essential Sessions podcast delivered weekly on your inbox. And today we have a very special guest. This is Tim McMean. He's a contemporary dancer. He's also an extraordinary gyrotonic and gyrokinesis teacher. Welcome, Tim. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Finally, how about if you tell us about the centers and especially the heart center that Julie Hobart from founder of gyrotonic gyrokinesis used to talk about. So the heart has to center has to do with with the organ, the heart, or with the emotional romantic heart, or with everything together. What's your take on this heart center? Um, well, the way that uh, most people see uh, the the body organized, you know, particularly the spine, traditional Chinese medicine. So the way he describes all of the centers, the seven centers, is as a stack of balls. Nice image, as a stack. As a stack of balls. Balls. So when, when one goes one way, the other one is going to follow that, you know, and, and those forces translate up like that and they translate up like this wow you know spiraling like um, DNA spiral yeah i think uh one of the images he loves to use is the caduceus i think the, that is caduceus. yeah so movement runs along these lines and spirals and around the centers exactly and uh each one of those centers has a particular uh, uh, role in movement, you know? So the heart center is uh, essentially the center of movement for the uh, upper thoracic, the shoulders and head. Uh, you know, it carries the head around and it, uh, you know, organizes the arms and the upper chest, you know. Uh, so it's kind of the expression of, you know, one of the high expressions of what's coming out for areas. Uh, but, uh, you know, when you, when you try to actually apply it to something, it gives you kind of a systemic way of of organizing the movement of the upper body and forms uh, a foundation for the uh, uh, the three top chakras to uh, to organize around. So, uh, are you still there? I am still here, in awe, listening. So, how how does this heart center? influences let's say the posture like we we see very often nowadays this text neck neck posture with the head collapsed 
So what is not working in the heart center in this in this example? Well, uh, uh, the heart the heart center is, you know, uh, the those centers are actually kind of, uh, you know, what you could call a nexus, a connection, you know, to uh, everything that that surrounds them, and because the arms, the neck, and the head are are so expressive, you know, that's where you you know, reflect an awful lot of your emotion. But one of the ways that it, uh, that it connects uh, muscularly makes this collapse, right, in that way. Yeah, it feels more, more but, like a than a center in this collapse. Uh, you could also put uh, you know, the palms of your hands up on top of that. Um, and then scoop your elbows and you see how that lifts everything up. Oh, wow. And then come back. I like it a lot. Right. So that actually rib connect to the handle of the sword, the gladiolus, the the sternum, and, uh, and the clavicle connects to the manubrium as well. So the way the arms and, and the uh, uh, shoulder blades wrap around that structure can really support it. It feels almost as if Does that makes sense. Or as it feels as as a shell as an inner shell or as if I don't know two hands were lifting you up or God was calling you. I don't know. It feels very good to have this this part of the body open. Because at least in my case, I spent way too many hours in this position. Like even if I don't want, I am like hunched over the the keyboard of my my computer, and even though all I I try right. to like this, it's it's inevitable to brown the shoulders. So this comes like a like like a, a relief. So so yeah, the the heart center. What is your favorite center of all? Well, I think it's I think it's the heart center, but. You know, if I really had to be honest about it, it would be uh, uh, the center of the arch of the foot. The you know, because uh, like it. Yeah, the center of the arch of the foot. Pulls of your, your feet on the floor, you know, spread them out and, and get really active with that. That actually allows energy to rise up through the lower extremity to you know, go all the way up your spine and and, and give you a, a lot of relief. To, yeah, yeah. Uh, posture. And just with the with the image of spreading the, the feet and and letting energy go in the into the center of the arch of the feet and up to the whole body, 
just with a pure image, like I can get a sense uh, and a reorganization. I am sitting like upright and it's very interesting what you say about this opening of, of the center, but in in a gentle way and not in a in a hysteric neurotical way of yeah I am open or like I am doing a high release and getting caught in the breathing but it's like like yeah a gentle opening that absorbs or that I don't know if it absorbs or if it's a way to just welcome energy because we were talking behind the scenes that energy doesn't want to be absorbed or 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 manipulated but flows naturally it doesn't want it doesn't want to be manipulated you know for sure because it you know it's energy it, it doesn't really care you know uh we can open up or not you know uh uh, a fruit becomes sweet because you know you're kind of like the the irrigation and fertilizer for all the plants. You know, so it's kind of like we evolved to serve them. There's there's that theory. I mean, I don't. I think it's kind of a a, a funny way to look at it. So I enjoy it in that sense. Um, but the thing is that. You know, again, we're going back to this whole whole idea of uh, is executive function in charge or is executive function uh, as compared to to your primary conscious, your your body consciousness, your physical consciousness. Um, uh, is it is it in charge? You know, or is it about, uh, the timing of the firing of all of the cylinders and, and all of that stuff? You know, so uh, so trying to to force energy to come up kind of uh, ends up working against you because you know uh, Newton's third law of physics for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction you know if you uh, try to try to pull on something you're going to get pulled towards it you know if you push on something then you move away from it so it's natural to, to get a, a counter reaction that doesn't necessarily mean to absorb. I mean, you're like entirely controlling it. You know, uh, there's so many judgments that people have. We were talking about, uh, uh, oh, I'm here, my shoulders are forwards. This is bad. It's not bad. It's relaxed. Okay. Yeah. Right? Same. I'm relaxed. My shoulders are forwards. Okay. Yeah, it changes a lot. It I'm paying attention more. I'm still relaxed. You know, if I pull my shoulders back, does that lift my chest up? No, it pushes my chest forwards. Yes, yes. It's like the counterforce. This is key to understanding something very important that you 
mentioned behind the scenes about the pelvic floor. Like in Pilates, we do a lot of pelvic floor work and I, I often uh, work on fixing the miseducation about the pelvic floor because people do all the weird kegels in the Cosmopolitan magazine and people think that strengthening the pelvic floor is about tightening the pelvic floor and sometimes this is counterproductive so how does this image of opening the the center uh, could apply to the pelvic floor well it, it applies very uh in so much pain that he couldn't uh get down to the floor you know so he had to do uh a lot of stuff uh just to get himself to a place where he could descend to the floor. Uh, and so, you know, it, in the seated position, part of your base, base of support is the sit bones, right? Yes. So uh, your hands, if you were on four legs, would be your base of support. Uh, so they have that suction cup idea and your feet, you know, because to me, it's not a, a huge leap of logic that, uh, uh, you know, the sit bones would spread. Yes. Yeah. And it's very interesting how uh, the base of support actually is, is a widening with a suction cup effect rather than a collapsing down or a hysterical opening yeah well and you have to you have to start to kind of uh, really qualify the suction cup effect because it's really easy to turn that into sitting in a bar uh, with uh, a group of gay men, I think there were two or three of them, and they were on a recruiting mission oh. with me. They were, they were trying to recruit me, uh, and uh, they, uh, uh, what they, they told me about uh, anal sex was that, it, you know, about how good it feels, you know, they, they told me, uh, uh, when you sit on the toilet and you uh, push a poop through is, is what it feels like. Sand. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's just how it works. It's a diaphragm. It's a diaphragm. And, uh, yeah. It's, it's a diaphragm and it's a diaphragm that, that actually can work in both directions. Unlike the, uh, 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 breathing the diaphragm uh, for your lungs you know uh, it only actually works in one direction yes and then it relaxes uh, and uh, and that comes back up uh, so you know a lot of people have been really to start a movement in your pelvic floor uh, you know, it's it's not uh, a group wall or, or for the 
the psoas for that matter is is a similar kind of thing. You know, use your psoas, use this muscle, use that muscle. And uh, when I was in massage school, we would, you know, be asked to contract, you know, we would do these things where you would be palpating and find a muscle and then get someone to contract it and release it and contract it and release it. And I could do that with almost any muscle in my body if someone was palpating it and if I could become quiet enough in my own mind when you're trying to say, well, I'm going to turn out only by contracting piriformis. Uh, or... Without pinching the sciatica nerve, which is a little bit challenging. And there's there's yeah. also there's uh, also the the ability of not te not tensing a muscle because like yeah I can contract my trapezius but then yeah. like, if I am super stressed and I I try to release my levator scapula it's very difficult or for example the the piriformis I have piriformis syndrome and I. It's it's okay now, but when it's flared, the the on fire, the symptom, like it's really difficult for me to willingly relax that muscle. But again, it it makes me think about the the suction cup effect, an image of understanding. Oh right, right. That strength. Like like a tight muscle is is not strong at all, but is like inhibited because when a muscle is locked, it cannot generate movement. Exactly, exactly, and uh, you know it's it, you lose the base of support. You've lost, uh, you know, pretty you pretty much lost control and uh, in the legs for lack of support. Yes, yes. Could you share with us and, uh, and what? Uh, I stand by that, you know, I, I really do because uh, I've had so many times where just getting people to sense the soles of their feet and uh, strengthen their focus through their legs. Uh, I've literally had people that uh, uh, came out of a sciatica pain that was so bad that they came into the studio on, in a, with a walker and in an hour, uh, they carried the walker out with them. That's, that's wonderful, yeah reorganizing the body and perhaps the body has its own melodic rhythmicality that rhythmicality yeah yeah and if we just listen a little bit our own breath and our own movement perhaps we could attune to our own organization executive consciousness organization right. in a more efficient way. Tim, would you share with us 
one favorite exercise for the pelvic floor that we can like simply practice every day at Starbucks? Ah. Uh, or well, maybe no, I mean maybe in the bathroom. That's that's actually uh see how the intra-abdominal pressure will, you know, as you inhale, your pelvic floor will descend. You know, as you exhale, it will come back together a little bit, you know. So uh, essentially, if you uh, 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 lie on your back and become quiet enough to follow your breath uh, and uh, understand that when, uh, uh, you know, the pneumatic chamber or the air chamber starts to to fill it puts pressure through the hydraulic chamber which will have an effect on the pelvic floor the effect that it's going to have i can't tell you yeah that's that's a great entry point to sense and develop awareness on on the pelvic floor like rather than jump straight into looking an effect just noticing what happens in this dance of the air cavity and the hydraulic cavity and the intra-abdominal ple uh, pleasure, eh? the intra-abdominal pressure and pressure. <laughs> feel the intra-abdominal pleasure. It's, it's actually pleasurable. And I, I believe that is key in in pelvic, yes. pelvic floor training or or deep abdominal or or psoas uh, work. That is, it has a special tone of pleasure that is very different as working out the biceps. This is like more, I don't know, like more fleshy, Schwarzenegger, like cookie. I, I don't know, but. But feeling these nuances of, of the chambers of, of your vital organs has a special, special quality. Thank you. Thank you for sharing with us. Yes, it, it, re it, it really does. I mean, one, one last statement that I would make about, uh, about those things, you know, is when Uh, when I was at Hawkins and, you know, we were doing a lot of uh, SOAS type exercises and uh, uh, the way it worked was that when you were doing it correctly, disappointed by the result, you know, it becomes complicated, it becomes struggle. And uh, finding the way to uh, uh, get the pleasure of it. You don't have to struggle for something to be pleasurable. Yes. And, Definitely. You know, Definitely. But I think that's you know the most important thing I would leave you with because. Uh, It comes back to that that split between the executive function and everything's gone and it's just pure aggression. You know, yes. and that's 
you know, I don't see much place for that in the modern world. Yeah, no, no. Let, let's go back to the organic ways of of the body and the self. Tim, tell us where can we learn more about your work? How can the audience book uh, a session with you? Oh, well, uh, uh, they can uh, contact me through email, T-I-M-M-C-M-I-N-N-393 at gmail.com. And uh, yes, so go find Tim, write him an email, take classes with him. But we, beware, his classes are life changing. We're here in this interview because I took a weekend workshop 12 years ago at Coyoacán, Mexico City. And I still remember and have the resonance of that extraordinary workshop. So yeah, go contact Tim. You won't regret it. Your Souls of the Feet, Pelvic Floor, Heart Center, of and all of yourself will thank you. So thank you, Tim. It's been a, a great pleasure to talk with you. And I hope there are more episodes about gyrotonic and gyrokinesis with you. And also, thank you, Sensualists, for being here on the Sensual Sessions. And if you haven't already, go to centraldepoder.com and get the guide to awaken sensuality for free. And you will also get every podcast episode delivered to your email. Until next time, remember to take the time to sense your fire and share your flame. Thank you for having me. My pleasure, Tim. <laughs>